afternoon or evening for wherever you may be joining us from today. Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. So we're going we're gonna to preach here in a moment, but I, I thought as I was reflecting this week upon my dad, I thought a little bit about who he was and, and what he means to me. You know, I had a dad from another era. Uh, my dad was born in the 20s. It's hard to believe that someone was born in the 20s and we're in the 20s, you know. Uh, he was born in the 20s, and, and, and I, I attribute that to the fact that, and maybe some of you guys that are a little older, you'll, you'll relate. The dads in the, that were born in that era, they weren't that touchy-feely. Amen? They, 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 they didn't have a lot of flowery, you know, love language that they just kept putting on you. But there was never a moment in my life that I ever doubted my dad's love. Um, he, he was uh, uh, quite a guy. Uh, many of you have probably never met him. Maybe a few have. Um, Harold O'Donnell, he passed away the first year I came here as pastor. He passed away that summer. Um, he, he and his brothers, he had four brothers and two sisters. Uh, they grew up in, in a place called Doketown, New Brunswick. It, it's like a, a bump in the road, okay? It, there's nothing there. I don't even think there's a stoplight, okay? There might be. Is there a stoplight, Brother Ray? Okay. It's, it, it's, they now have upgraded the stoplights. Um, but, but what I have learned about my dad is as younger men... The O'Donnell boys were not good boys. They were considered the hoodlums in town. Now, they weren't evil. They were just sinners. Okay. They wouldn't, like, hurt you. They just did wrong things. They, they, They were known to be up to no good most of the time. My, my dad and his brother Lori were the two that kind of got into a lot of trouble. That they would tell the stories when we go camping together. That they'd go into these restaurants, and you know, how back in the day, the the waitress would have the little pad, and she'd take the order down, and then you know, she'd write it all down, and she'd bring back the tab at the end of the meal, and you'd go to the counter and pay. They'd go in and order all this food, everything their hearts desired, and they stole a pad. And would write down coffee. And they go up to the counter and they pay for the coffee and they leave. That, that's what my dad and his brothers would do. They was, used to jump trains, they say, from town to town because they didn't want to have to pay. And, and so this is the, the life that the O'Donnell brothers lived until Jesus showed up. And I thank God that the story is not just the hoodlum O'Donnell brothers. It's that the God of the universe showed up and transformed that entire family. I thank God that they they started living for God. They they repented, was baptized, filled with the Spirit, and became radical for living for God. And of course, I came along somewhere down the the time there. But really, there, there was that moment that changed the family tree that I was born into. And I'm so grateful for that because... Because of the change in that O'Donnell family, it has changed the course of my life forever. 
I thank God for his godly influence. I thank God for his priorities. You know, there was never going to be the option on a church time to stay at home. It just wasn't an option. They were at every service. They were at every prayer meeting. Anything going on at the church, it didn't matter if there was a test the next day, a project the next day, they were there. That's the way it was when I was growing up. And he instilled into my life these same priorities. I, I was reading our Bible app this week. How, how many are still reading your Bible app? All right. I, 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 I would ask the question, how many have sort of given up on the Bible? But I'm not going to ask that question today. If you're behind, just catch up. Just start reading today. Get back on track. It's fabulous to hear and see what God's doing in this app and to hear the comments from different individuals and, and what God is speaking. And, and I, um, it would be encouraging to see a comment from some of you once in a while. I'm enjoying what I'm reading. Let's read a little bit more. Let's encourage one another a little bit more. But, but this week, I believe it was maybe even yesterday, there was a scripture that I talked about in the Bible at 1 Kings 15 and 26 talking about he did what was evil in the Lord's sight. This is one of the kings. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight and followed the example of his father. Continuing the sins that Jeroboam had led Israel to commit. That just jumped out at me. There was this, this man, this king, that began to rule God's people. And the Bible says he didn't do right. He did evil. Why did he do evil? Because he was following the example of his father. I want to tell the dads and the fathers in this room and those that are watching online, we fathers have way more influence than we think we do. How we live our lives and how we chart our course influences the next generation more than we would ever, ever imagine we have the ability to lead our families away from god or we have the ability to lead our families to god if we lead our families to god there's many blessings and there's many benefits that you will reap in your lifetime and your families will reap for generations to come but if you lead your family in the ways of sin like jeroboam did following that example it will come with grave consequences for that family. I've been a pastor for a long time now, or at least it seems like it's been a long time. And I've noticed families that serve God and families that live for God, the end result for that family is almost always amazing. But I've watched families in the church who pull away from God and pull away from the church and I've watched the families like that, and the end results are not pretty. I just want to take time in this Sunday morning to thank God for my dad, who made church, made God, made the things of God a very high priority. In fact, it was the number one priority in our family. School was important, but God was more important. Having fun was important. But God and church were more important. And today there's four children living and serving God because of his godly example.
I'm going to talk for a moment today to the fathers, but really I'm talking to all of us. How, go ahead, how godly fathers navigate the winds of life. How, how, how do godly fathers navigate a storm? Some of you dads in here, you, you've been through a storm or two. The winds of life can come and go. In fact, wind is one of the most powerful forces of nature. I think, you know, right now it's a, I don't even know, there's a breeze out there. We call it a breeze, you know, just a gentle breeze. But there's a lot of types of winds. There's heavy wind. Heavy winds are coming. Get on your deck and tie everything down. You know, there's the gales and there's the the gusts of wind. There's the blizzards that come. That's a wind with snow. There's the cyclones, the typhoons, the hurricanes, and even the tornadoes. It's all part of the wind. How do godly fathers navigate the winds of life? Depending upon the storm and depending upon the wind, it can cause us some havoc or it can bring devastation to our lives, possibly even death. Winds that come in the natural are powerful. But I'm talking today not about those kinds of winds. I'm talking about the winds of life that would come and cause havoc to your family. A situation, a problem. You know, God's never promised us a life that would be free from troubles and free from problems. Amen? How many have had a few problems this week? If you were all honest, we, we've all had our share of troubles. The Bible lets us know that the storms of life will come. Trials, tests, and situations, they can show up unannounced. I was talking this morning to Kayla, and she was saying, oh, it's been a tough morning. I'm sorry if I'm telling anything out of school here. You know, they, they, they bought this car, and the air condition works. Well, guess what? This morning, the air condition didn't work. That, that's, a, that's a win. That can cause you str- struggles and frustration and a little bit of storm in your family. And, and, you know, it can knock you off balance a little bit. Unless we've got a sure foundation. I'm going to talk today about building your lives, our lives, on a firm foundation. You know what godly families do to withstand the storms? Those unexpected storms that just show up in our lives. You know what godly families do? They do this. Proverbs 10 and 25. When the storms of life come, the wicked are whirled away. But the godly, they have a lasting foundation. I'm glad today there's a group of people at Life Church. We're doing our best to live godly lives. And if we live godly lives, we've got an anchor. We've got a rock that we can run to. And when that rock is sure and that rock is going to be firm, we don't have to fear the storms that will come. Dads and moms, it's critical that you and I have a firm foundation. 
Young people, it's critical that you make sure your life is anchored and tethered to a firm foundation. Four things that I want to talk to you about this morning that we can do, gentlemen, moms, that we can do to build our life on a firm foundation, to build our family on a firm foundation. Number one, I'm saying stay connected to your spiritual family. Look at somebody nearby and say, stay connected to the church. Storms will come, winds will blow, troubles will try to overtake you. But God never intended that you had to face that all by yourself. You know what? There's a lot of people, they go through all kinds of just life issues. They go through struggles. They go through divorces. They go through deaths of a loved one. They go through family crises. They go through sicknesses. I can't imagine trying to do that all by myself. I am so grateful for the house of God. I am so grateful for the people of God. I'm so thankful for the family of God that will be there to be a support during those times when the winds begin to blow. I want to tell you today, church, that's why it's so important that you're connected to a church family. That's why it's so important that you're so connected to, to life, church, because you know what? Storms will come. I can't imagine being all by myself. There are people that live in this city and the cities around us. And when crisis comes, you know what they do? They've got no one to turn to. They don't have you to turn to. They don't have God to turn to. And they got to face those struggles all by themselves. The Bible teaches us that the church is to be that support system for one another. We, we desperately need one another. I need you, Life Church, and you need me, Life Church. We, we, we must have that, that godly support, that wise support, people who will come alongside of us in the midst of our storms. I'm thinking of Sister Cecile. She might be watching today. She, she did not expect a couple of Saturday nights, Sunday mornings ago, that the winds of storm were going to blow into her life. It was unexpected. But I'm thankful today that she's got a church that's praying for her, a church that's loving on her, a church that's texting her and calling her. And, and she's told me several times, Pastor Steve, thank Life Church for, for the support they're giving me in this time of trial. There, there's something to know that there's, there's a group of people that love me. There's a group of people that are praying for me. If there's a need, if, we, if I just reach out, they'll be there for me. There's nothing like it. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and 4 says, He comforts us, talking about God. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. How many have had God help you out through a trial once or twice? Guess what? He comforts us in our troubles so that when someone else comes your way, comes into your pathway, someone calls you up, you see someone on the street that you know and they say, I've got this going on. You can be the comfort to them because God has been the comfort to you. That's what the word of God says the church is supposed to be. Paul describes this support system 
to the church at Ephesus. He says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 13, it says that the church is to continue until we all come to such unity in our faith that we will be mature. Someone say mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Now notice what we are when we're mature, that we will be no longer immature like children. The church is to, to grow up. Point at the person right directly beside you and say, grow up. The church is to not be as immature children. We're to grow up. We're to mature so that we won't be tossed. We won't be blown about by every wind of new teaching. It's easy in a storm to be tossed about. I I went looking for the right video to play and I, I, I had so many options I didn't choose any. I tried to find the right windstorm. I had roofs blowing off of buildings, and I saw trees being uprooted. I mean, it was just, it was devastation. You know, there, there was just this one video, and it was like pretty soon all the stuff was going off the deck, and pretty soon the boards were going off. Pretty soon the roof was off the house. I'm thinking, this is a little over the top. But the Bible says here that the church... We're we're being encouraged here by by the Apostle Paul that we would mature to such a place that we're no longer tossed and blown about by every wind of doctrine that comes along the the pipeline. I'm telling you, parents, we need to make sure that we help our children get grounded and, and rooted in the Word of God and in the truths of God's Word so they will not be blown about by the things that are coming into their lives coming down the road. The Word of God rooted and grounded in Him. When we experience a storm, when we experience a tough time in our lives, I've found that people sometimes are quick to give up on God and and stop coming to church. Wrong thing to do. If you're having a tough time, if you're struggling in an area, if something's not going right in your life, don't pull back from God and don't pull back from the church because you need God and you need the church. That is not the time to, to separate yourself from your support system. Too often I, I, I get upset with people. I say they, they've gone dark on me. Like don't go dark on the pastor. I'm looking at you. I can't see those ones online, so I want to pick on you. Don't go dark on the people of God. You need the people of God. You need that support system in your life. I pray today that in every storm, we will stay tethered to the church and tethered to the Word of God because it's the thing that's going to take us all the way through. The storm. How many have found will be a testimony today that you've been through some storms, but I thank God for the people of God that have been my strength, they've been my support, they've been my stability. I didn't know what to do, but I went to some people at Life Church and they helped me. These are some things you can do, dads. These are some things you can do, moms, to build a firm foundation for your family. Number one, stay connected to your spiritual family. Number two, keep doing what God's Word says to do. It seems so simple. 
You know, even in the tough times, even when the winds of life blow, I want to encourage you, dads. I want to encourage you, moms. Keep doing what God's word says to do. There's something powerful about being obedient to God's word when the storms are blowing against your home. There's something powerful about being obedient and reading your Bible every day. You might not feel like reading your Bible, but you get up in the morning and you read your Bible. You might not feel like praying, but you keep on praying. You might not feel like going to church on Sunday, but you go to church on Sunday. You might not feel like getting connected on Wednesday night for Bible study, but I'm going to keep on doing it because I, I want to grow. I want to be connected. I want, I want to make sure that my lives are, are moving forward with God. There, there, there's something to be said for keeping your kids in the house of God when the storms of life come. There's something to be said to, to lift your hands in worship. And, and, and people knew what was going on in your life, and people knew what was going on. You think, that, well, why are you doing that? Because you're, you're doing the right thing. You're going to keep doing the right thing. You're going to keep on doing what God's Word says to do. I'm telling you, it makes a huge difference when you keep on doing what God's Word says to do in the middle of a storm. Matthew 7 and 24 says, Anyone who listens, someone say listens, to my teachings and follows it. Someone says follows it. Is wise. Well, you can stop right there. I'm going to listen to the word, and I'm going to follow the word. If I do that, I'm wise. Goes on to say, they're like a person who builds a house on a solid rock. Though the rains come in torrents, and the floodwaters rise, and the winds beat against the house, it won't collapse because it's built on the rock or built on bedrock. Storms come, the rains come down, the floods come up, the winds blow against. It doesn't really matter. The only way to keep standing in the storms of life when they come and beat against your house is to be listening to the Word of God and following the Word of God. If you do that, the Bible says you will not be lost. You will not have your house collapse. You just keep on doing the right thing. You keep on trusting God. Keep on obeying the word of God. And, and it doesn't matter what comes against you. God will see you through. Talk about stability. Building our lives upon the word of God. Isaiah 40 and 8 says, the grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of God stands forever. Hallelujah. Seasons come and seasons go. Storms come and storms go. The winds come, the winds go. But the word of God stands forever. 1 Peter 1 and 23 says, Having been born again, how are we going to do that? Through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Someone say forever. Twice, these two verses, talking about the word of God. The, the word forever is attached to them. I went and looked up that word. I know what forever means in my mind, but it says without, in the dictionary, it says without ever ending, eternal. You, you want to secure your life to something that is eternal, something that doesn't end. You want stability in your life. I'm telling you, that's the kind of stability that I'm looking for. I, I want stability that will stand the winds and stand the storms of life that will come, and they will come. But the opposite is true as well. For the family that does not listen and follow God's word, 
Verse 26 of the same chapter says, but anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. I want to encourage you today, church, keep on doing what God's Word says to do. Dads, keep on doing what God's Word. It it might not be perfect yet. It might not be the way you want it yet, but keep on doing it. Keep on doing it. Keep on going to church. Keep on praying. Keep on reading your Bible. Keep on worshiping. Keep on trusting God, and God will see you through the storm. Two more, and I'm done. Things you can do to build a firm foundation for your family. Number three, focus on the greatness of God. You know, storms and stressful situations that come, it it will feel like life is out of control. But I want to encourage you today that there's one in your life that's never out of control. There's a God in heaven that the storm doesn't make him out of control. He's always in control. And the secret to withstanding the hard time and the storm is to worship God in the midst of the storm. Keep your focus on him. If you're being battered by a storm today, if you if feel like the winds of, of life are, are beating down on you, just keep your focus on the one who's not bothered by the storm. You know, we don't get to tell how, our God how big our storm is. He already knows. In fact, it's better to tell the storm how big your God is. Because he's the master of the wind. Matthew chapter 8 tells of the disciples. And these disciples were, it's, it's amazing, several examples in the Bible about storms. They were out on a boat with Jesus. And in Matthew chapter 8, we, we, we hear the story that Jesus falls asleep in the bottom of the boat. And suddenly a storm shows up. And the disciples, the Bible says, they were afraid. They were afraid they were going to die because the storm was pretty amazing. So they wake up Jesus. And, and this King of kings and Lord of lords, he gets up and he's not bothered by the storm. He's able to speak three words to that wind and say, peace, be still. And the Bible says the storms calm. What do we need to do when we're in our storm? First of all, make sure that Jesus is in the boat with you. Amen. Make make sure he's in your life. Because when you can't control the winds by yourself, there's a God that is in charge of the winds and the waves. There's a God, he's made the winds and the waves, and he can speak peace and a calm into your life. There's an old song, some of you might have heard it. I know the peace speaker. I know him by name. I know the peace speaker. He calms the winds and waves. When he says, peace be still. They have to obey. I'm glad I know the peace speaker. I know him by name. Are you grateful today that you know the one who is in charge of every storm? He's the peace speaker. He can speak peace into your life. He can speak peace into your family. I don't know what you're facing today, but he is the peace speaker. Make sure he's in the boat with you. Call on him 
worship Him, focus on Him, and let Him speak peace into your lives. And then finally, the thing that you can do to build a firm foundation for your family is to remember that Jesus, He really cares. Another famous boat incident, another time Jesus was out in the boat. Well, actually, He wasn't in the boat this time. But it was a boat story we find in the Word of God in Mark chapter 6. The Bible lets us know that the disciples were in a boat again, and a storm hits. But this time, Jesus wasn't with them. Mark chapter 6 and 47 says, Late that night, the disciples were in their boat in the middle of the lake, and Jesus was alone on the land. He saw that they were in serious trouble, rowing hard and struggling against the wind and waves about 3 o'clock in the morning. This is my point. Just know that Jesus cares when you're going through your storm. Jesus really cares when you're facing the storm. About 3 o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. And then verse 51 says, Then he climbed in the boat, the wind stopped, and they were totally amazed. When Jesus saw this storm, he was on the shore, and he saw the disciples. The Bible says he could see them. They were struggling. They were rowing for their lives. And he didn't leave them there to kind of struggle in the storm all by themselves. The Bible says he came to them. In fact, he walked on the storm to get to where they were. The thing that you're struggling with, he has the ability to walk on top of it because he created the waters and he created the winds and he's able to help you in the middle of your storm. Jesus will come to you in the middle of your pain. He will come to you in the middle of your struggle. He cares where you're at today. He sees your hurt and he'll come to your rescue. Hallelujah. I'm so grateful today that we're serving a God that's able to do what no one else can do. He's a God that loves us. He's a God that cares. It doesn't matter what obstacle you're facing today. He's a God that really cares what you're going through. Once again, Proverbs chapter 10. I'm going to invite music to come back. And verse 25. When the storms of life come, the wicked are whirled away. Storms are going to come. It doesn't say if the storms of life come. It says when the storms of life come. You know, the Bible tells us that the sun shines on the just and the unjust. The Bible tells us that the rain will fall on the just and the unjust. We're all going to face storms. We're all going to face the winds of, of life against our lives and families. They are going to come. But the Bible says when the storms of life come for the wicked, they have nothing to tether themselves to. They've got no one to hold on to. They've got nothing that's secure in their lives. They're dependent upon their own strength, their own bank accounts, what their grandma tells. They're, they're dependent on really nothing. But when the storms of life come for the godly, it's a different story. They have a lasting foundation. They have something that has weathered storms before. They have a God that's in charge of the storm. He, he made the winds and waves. 
Dads and moms, I want to encourage you today. We got to make sure that we are connected to the rock. We are, are, are securely tethered to something that is secure. Ephesians is my last verse. I'm going to invite us all to stand. Ephesians chapter 2 and 20 says, Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. He's our rock. He's our fortress. Jesus is a sure foundation. I've told you at the beginning of my talk today that that, that there are families that are anchored in the church and in the Bible and the Word of God and their, their lives are tied to Jesus Christ. And I've seen them go through troubles. I've seen them go through trials. And I've seen them come out on the other side because God walked with them. And on the flip side, people that go through the same kind of troubles, I've seen them lives devastated. Aren't you glad today that you got Jesus Christ as your rock? Aren't you glad today that we've got a, an anchor that we can hold on to that can weather any storm? Hallelujah. Let's thank God for the word of God today. Let's thank God for the church that we are a part of. Let's thank him that we can be anchored to the King of kings and Lord of lords. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message spoke into your life your heart, or whatever situation you may be going through. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram. And on Facebook, just search Life Church and you will find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. Now, before you go, we ask if possible from whatever platform you may be listening to us on, give us a rating or a review or even both. And share this message with someone so that they can be impacted by the gospel of the love of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your support and love you all. Have a wonderful week and God bless.